What's up, Packers fans? Aaron Nagler here coming to you live from London. That's right. I'm still in town. Leave tomorrow. But right now, I'm just kind of marinating in the ridiculousness that was the Packers 27-22 loss to the New York Giants in London, in this town, where, by the way, I am here for you people. Normal time. Want to keep some regularity. Probably going to be messed up later in the week. But wanted to be here for you folks because we got to talk. Matt LaFleur just spoke. The Packers laid an egg in the second half yesterday. I'm going to be on a plane tomorrow, but we are here to discuss the green and gold. And also, hey, just shout out. Before we get to all the morass and the horribleness that was everything we saw from the Green Bay Packers on Sunday, shout out to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Corey and I are absolutely blown away. Just all of the folks throughout the weekend that we met from literally all over the world. It's kind of mind-blowing. I We are absolutely uh, kind of awestruck at Packers fans. This is true. I got on the tube today, the tube, here in London, and I had a young gentleman stop me. Are you Aaron Nagler? Yes, I am. She's at TV, et cetera. I, it was, uh, yeah, no, it's been a very surreal trip. So thank you, one and all. But, yes, the Green Bay Packers showing their ass against the New York Giants. Control of the game. Game well in hand, up 17-3. to Should be in a moment of, okay, here we go. We're in London. Let's get this win. Let's give these Packers fans something to cheer for. And then they just threw it all away, both defensively and offensively. And I do think there is zero doubt in my mind Aaron Rodgers, Matt LaFleur, etc. They'll figure it out on the offensive side of the ball. Joe Barry? Defense? Not so sure. And I do think, look, I've seen hashtag fire Joe Barry a lot today. And I understand it. Emotionally get it. But look, A, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. And B, some of Joe's players need to start playing better as well. I mean, whether you're talking about Darnell Savage, whether you're talking about Devondre Campbell, whether you're talking about Rasul Douglas, and yes, I admit, he's playing somewhat out of position, but both Campbell and Douglas were paid a decent amount of coin. They need to step up in a big way. So it's not all on Joe. It's not all on the coach. There's zero doubt in my mind. Yes, correct. He needs to absolutely call a better game get these guys ready but man it ain't just the coordinator geno 7404 starts us off with a super chat what's up play calling leaves something to be desired i think they are greatly missing hackett his insight and energy i'll agree with that last part they're definitely missing his energy but uh have you watched the broncos have you seen them in the red zone at all this year? Did you watch Thursday night football? Yeah, I'm going to go with, uh, I like Hackett a lot. I think he's a good coach, even, you know, though we've seen some real rough stuff from the Broncos offense this year, but man, yeah, no, I know they have all they need, both play calling coach wise, even talent wise. I know some Packers fans are out on some of this talent, but yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm going to go with a nah on that one coach. But I appreciate the super chat. Ed, thanks for the super chat. Coaches 
bromides regarding doing better and being outcoached, bromides, what, are getting old. Some dissent in the locker room. Players don't seem happy. Well, of course they're not happy. They came to London and they lost. You know when they'll be happy? When they win. This isn't tough. We're not splitting the atom here, guys. And I know, I understand what Roger said at the podium. I was in the room. When he talked about Jair's comments regarding, I'm not worried yet, but if we lose to the Jets, I will be. And then Rodgers goes off on like, oh, we don't need to put that energy out there. Like, look, Aaron, buddy, love you. But not everyone's like a Zen warrior, dude. Some people that just kind of consider the world in a different way. And yes, for you, manifestation and talking, not talking, whatever, that works for you. But that's all that is. That works for you. Everybody's an individual. And if Jair wants to talk about, like, you know, I'm not worried right now, but I might be worried later. That's hardly reasoning for calling him out on a national stage or even uh, an international stage. What else we got, folks? Ed. Thanks for the super chat. Bill Withers, ain't no sunshine when you lose, has been an earworm all day. Ain't no sunshine when you lose. You mean when she's gone? Playing not to lose is wasting talent on both sides of the ball. I don't know. I, I can't agree with uh, on the offensive side, right? On, on the defensive side, I'm with you. They are playing not to lose. A lot of like deep coverage, off coverage, et cetera, keeping it all in front of them, two high looks, et cetera. I'm with you there. But on offense, they're not playing not to lose. They're chucking it around the yard. They're chucking it up for Jesus. They're like, yo, let's go win the game with one throw. So, yeah, I'm not sure I agree with the entirety of that. But I hear what you're saying. Joe Mailman, what's up? Thanks to Super Chat. Roger's not happy with some player comments in the locker room. Is a players-only meeting needed here to clear the air? Oh, who cares? Man, there is no greater like media catnip than a players-only meeting. If there is a players-only meeting, great. If there isn't, awesome. Either way, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. you got to play better. you got to execute better. That's all it is. And here's the thing. They could have a players-only meeting, only meeting and continue to suck in certain areas, right? They could not have a players-only meeting and continue to suck. Those exact opposite could also be true. They could ha- not have a players-only meeting and suddenly turn it around. Yeah, it's just, yeah, no, that is a 100%. That's on level with throwing with guys in the offseason. Like, oh, this quarterback did. This quarterback didn't. That's all nonsense. That is just media-driven nonsense. All right, what else we got, folks? What else we got? Amy, thank you for the super chat. In Matt's presser, he mentioned a lack of urgency from the D to line up. Do you think the defensive players are bored with the scheme? I'm really glad you brought this up because that was, I tweeted about it right at the start of the presser. That was something that has been bugging the hell out of me. And I really couldn't put a finger on it. But the moment he said it, I was like, yep, totally get it. And uh, look, I don't think they're bored with the scheme. But you do want to put your players in a position to succeed. I would suspect, and Andy and I talked about this a little bit on Let's Talk Football, which you should check out here on the YouTube channel. Um, Yeah, at some point, like defensive players, by their very nature, 
are see ball, get ball. They are aggressive. They're an aggressive group, right? And when you're continually, I mean, almost constantly asking them to be passive, to play off, and just keep it in front of you, to rally up and make the tackle. You're not asking them to go and dictate. You're not asking them to go and make a play. You're not asking them to go and wreck shop. You're asking them to be caretakers rather than, you know, Vikings, like rather than go in and just mess it up and destroy that village and just tear it all apart. They're all just sitting back there going, yeah, no, okay, all right, have a crosser and we'll tackle you and all will be well. But, you know, you blink and four, five, six plays later, all of a sudden you're in the red zone. And all of a sudden you're sitting there going, wait, how did they get in the red zone? Well, because you tried to keep everything in front of you and try to play passive and blah, blah, blah. So I don't think it's a question of the players being bored. I do think it is a problem that this is something that you can see, you know, quite often where, you know, defensive backs are meandering into position. And what's odd to me now, here's the thing. I've had, a, I've had a couple people ask about already on Twitter since this presser, I've had a few folks ask about, okay, is that the defensive coordinator? Is that the players? And the answer of course is yes. Look, Joe can call whatever he wants to call and will the players. It's their job to execute, but there is a preparedness, a kind of forward looking forward thinking aspect to it as a defender, where you want to absolutely try to dictate to the offense. And I ha- I got to think that because of the fact that you are asking these guys to play a certain style, a certain way when it comes to the system, we try to funnel it all up front. You know, we're only going to rush four. Yeah, we're going to blitz on occasion, but for the most part, we're going to keep it all in front of us. That does lead to a mindset that does lead to, okay, I'm just going to stay off. And then when guys make a move, I'll break on the ball or the player. So yeah, I, it's hard for me to pinpoint it on one or the other, but I will say Ultimately, it is down to the coaches. And what's crazy to me is that when Mike Pettin was in town, Matt LaFleur made it very clear that there was not enough urgency to either either pre-snap, get lined up, get ready to go, fire off the ball, etc., or post-snap, when a ball was completed on the flat or maybe down the you know seam or whatever, where you want guys rallying to the football. There was one point yesterday where legit, and I think it was, I think it was Randall Cobb almost got into the end zone in the first half. He was stopped just short, but he caught the ball and is running. And there are five New York Giants descending on him and just, just baying, braying for his blood and making sure he doesn't get into the end zone. Well, with the Packers, you never get that sense. There's never a gang mentality. There's never a, we want to go and get it and make sure that this guy, all 11 hats on the ball, which is something we've heard from Matt quite a bit. But that attitude, that idea has not even close to ma- you know, become manifested on the defensive side of the ball under Joe Barry. Not this year, especially. I think they started to get there at times last season. but. Man, 
It is just not materialized this year at all. And that's something that needs to happen. And ultimately, that's down to the coaches, making sure that they are imparting that message. Up to now, it's been sorely lacking. Quinn, thanks for the super chat. First off, nags my condolences. Secondly, waking up at 5.30 to watch the game was tough. Even the beer didn't taste good. Oh, I highly doubt that last part. Uh, but uh, first of all, taken one by one. First off, thanks. Condolences. Thank you so much. Uh, again, thank you to everyone who has reached out. Uh, I really, really appreciate it. Uh, secondly, waking up at 5.30. What, are you a fan or not? Man, 5.30 is nothing. Come on, my dude. I used to wake up at 3 a.m. to go to Ralph Lauren on the Upper East Side and unload boxes off the truck. Dude, what's worse, that or waking up at 5.30 to watch a football game and drink some beer, apparently? Come on, mom. Come on, my guy. Carry the G, Quinn. Let's go. Uh, Soder, what's up, fellow Luddite? Thanks for letting those of us that missed the trip live to vicariously, to live it vicariously through Cheesehead TV. Soder, you were greatly missed. It's funny. I thought of you several times this weekend, especially during the meetup, talking to other Patreon members. Because I know we talked on Happy Hour about all the reasons you weren't going to be able to make the trip, but my dude, you were missed. Hopefully I'll see you in December at the Patreon meetup prior to the Rams game, because that'll be dope. Rick, thank you for the super chat. Silverstein asked coach twice today about taking the dress, taking the dress off and play more aggressive defense. And LaFleur sidesteps the question and acts like this is not an issue concerning. Now, Rick, it's not concerning at all. It is a head coach taking a bullet for everyone else in the building. Um, We have no idea what's being talked about behind closed doors. He can only be judged by the results and no shit. The results on Sunday were substandard. But, yeah, no, there's nothing concerning there. What do you want him to do? Yeah, Joe sucks. I should fire him. I mean, maybe he does fire him. I don't think he's going to fire him. But, yeah, what what do you think he's going to say in that regard? And, hey, here's what I don't think people really understand, okay? Lots of times in that room, you know, as someone asking the questions, where the response is going to go. In fact, I would posit that seven out of ten times i know what the answer is going to be when i ask a question and i'm sure tom knew that was coming but you still have to ask the question you got to make sure that it gets asked and that's why i put out that tweet i was really thankful for everyone in that room today because i thought they did a great job asking the floor what needed to be asked now no matt's never going to come out and go yep this guy sucks yep this coaching staff is really subpar Yep, these players are balls. That's not going to happen. You're never going to do that. I don't know what you expect. It's not talk radio. This ain't like the fan, you know, in New York where people are just yelling and screaming and yelling at the coach or whatever. It's never going to happen, nor should it. But, yeah, there's to me, and look, it's just my opinion, Nothing concerning there at all. Ready for a spring break to remember? Amtrak's got just a ticket for you and your crew. With share fares, you and your friends can save up to 60%. The more who travel, the more you save. Skip the hassle of driving through the Northeast while exploring D.C., Philly, New York, and Boston. 
No middle seats and plenty of legroom are just an Amtrak away. And with stops right in the heart of your favorite cities, you'll arrive downtown, not out of town. Savings start with three travelers. Eight travelers required for 60% discount. Visit Amtrak.com slash sharefares to book. Restrictions may apply. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. FB, thanks for the Super Chat. Hey, Nags, hope you're enjoying your stay in London and enjoyed Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. It's so great to have you here. Oh, well, thank you very much. That's really nice of you. Here's a true story. So last night after the game, uh, you know, like the game happens and then the fucking game happens and I'm depressed as fuck. But then I got to go, I go down to Rogers and Matt, I'm at their pressers and then I get back up and I finish, I do the chat and then I was on cover two. shout out Chris Roth. Thanks for having me on. And then I was so like, I wanted to get out of there, right. And go drink a beer, uh, Banky and a bunch of other people were across the street. I'm like, I'll just go. I packed everything up. Got out, blah, 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 got back to my hotel room here, and I had forgotten my charger. hundred uh, percent my my computer, laptop charger, power cord, gone. Like I had totally left it at the stadium. So first thing I did this morning was hop back on the tube and go on up to White Hart Lane and go. And I, I just gotta say, shout out to security at Hotspur Stadium. I had two gentlemen. I didn't catch their names. They were outstanding. So great. I legit got, you know, escorted in, went up to the press area. There literally there was my press, my my laptop charger. And I was and so I got back on the train and went back into central London. So I expected it to be a much bigger ordeal than it was gonna be. Uh they were phenomenal. Like it was great. So I will say Everyone in London has been incredible. Every legit, every interaction I've had, 
even for not just Packers fans, like everyone I've met has been great. It's been, I love this town. Every time I come here, I fall in love with it again. And that is very, very true this time around as well. No question. Uh, what else we got here, folks? What else we got? Oh, we got so many people yelling in the comments. I love it. Jeff Ness, thank you for the super chat. In my opinion, both Matt LaFleur and 12 let the defense dictate their calls too much. Sometimes you just need to impose your will on a lesser team. Run was working. Jeff, you're taking the words out of my mouth. Could not agree more. And Matt admitted today they were running well against eight in the box. I think some Packer fans around the internet would do well to note what Matt LaFleur said in that regard. Aaron Rodgers himself mentioned it last week or two weeks ago when Bill Huber asked about, you know, our team's going to stack the box against Aaron Jones. There are answers for that. Hell, the, the Giants' biggest run of the day came against eight in the box. You know, like eight in the box doesn't mean, oh, oh throw it all, throw it all away. We can't run. We could possibly run it. No, to your point, you're the better team. Impose your will. And look, I don't know if Aaron Rodgers needs to be sold on the idea, but man, you have your two best players on offense are behind you. They're not on the sides. They're not on the perimeter. Love Randall Cobb. Love Alan Lazard. They are complementary pieces, or at least they should be. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon should be the focal point of this offense each and every week. I don't care what the defense does. I don't care what scheme the defense tries to utilize. Those are your two best players. Get them the ball. Done. Dennis, welcome to the Carry the G Club. Thanks for joining, buddy. Really appreciate it. Hey, Nags. Hope you've had a good time. Ben, I have, and thank you for the super chat. I don't see how coaches can't see what we're seeing. Run the ball and short, quick passes are the way forward. Here's the thing. I'm sure they do see it, but at times they want to, quote, switch it up or catch them unaware. And you know what? No one's unaware. My brother's in Christ. Everyone knows Aaron Rodgers wants to throw deep. He's dying to throw deep. He threw threw some pass to Romeo Dobbs yesterday where – he had no, but there's zero doubt. That's a throw you'd expect a rookie quarterback to make. Like, what are you doing? There's a safety right there, my guy. What are you doing? That's what I'm talking about. Like, I don't, it kills me. It absolutely kills me that the answer is right there, standing behind you, or if you're in a shotgun on the side. But you guys refuse, and by you guys, I mean Matt and Aaron, refuse, refuse to utilize it, lean into it, whatever you want to say. Drives me nuts. Drives me nuts. Accidental Hero, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Remember when the Beatles whined about flying to America repeatedly, then biffed Ed Sullivan because of jet lag? Is Matt LaFleur mentally weak? I'm so glad you brought this up, Accidental Hero, because I had... A couple people email me about this. All right. And accidental hero, this is not a shot at you. All right. Y'all need to shut up about Matt LaFleur not wanting to play in London. There's not a football coach on this planet that resides in the United States of America that wants to take their team to fucking London 
and play a football game. Not one. Matt LaFleur is just honest about it. And you're all out here killing him. It's a logistical nightmare. Everyone in football is a creature of habit and routine. And you're out here killing the man for speaking truth. God bless Matt. I hope when they go to Munich or Berlin or whatever, he fucking makes a stink to high heaven for like a week, for six months. As soon as a schedule comes out, I hope he says like, this sucks. Because it does. Look, it's fun for us. I had a ball drinking beer all weekend. I had a great time. I didn't have to play the game. I didn't have to coach the game. I didn't have to make the adjustments. I Like, time-wise. I'd like, you people, like, bagging on Matt LaFleur for that? Look, I get it. Not running the football? I'm with you. But complaining about playing in London? Of course he's going to complain about, he should complain about playing in London. You know what he cares about? Football and his football team. He doesn't give a shit about the pageantry and about, like, expanding the game to an international audience. He wants to win a football game. I'm done. I'm done. I'm over it. I'm the accidental hero. Again, that's not a shot at you because I've gotten this a lot. People really didn't like his tone this week in regards to flying over and whatever. Man, come on. He's a football coach. He's not out here trying to, like, you know, negotiate an international peace treaty. He's trying to win a football game. You know what makes that harder? Flying across a fucking ocean. Mark, thanks for the super chat. Cosby is perfect on the year. <sighs> Mark, Mark, why why you gotta do that? Why you gotta do that? What just you just couldn't let it go? You couldn't just be like, yo, my name's Mark. I'm hanging out here in my life, and like Crosby, he's perfect on the year. But no, you had to provide two dollars in super chat. To let YouTube and myself and now into my microphone know that Crosby is perfect for the year. Undoubtedly, undoubtedly making sure that he will miss a kick this week. So, ladies and gentlemen, I hate to do this. I really do. But when Mason Crosby misses a kick this week, Mark J., you are on notice. You are absolutely on notice. Raz, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Why does it seem that the D can't stop slash limit the opposing offense's best player slash unit? Appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for that, man. Um, because they don't make it a priority. That's why. They play their system, and they certainly don't go week to week. I mean, week one, we all hoped it was an aberration, but, you know, if you're not allocating resources to stop Justin Jefferson and hoping that, oh, you know, our system will limit him. You, that's all you need to know. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing I I hate. And look, I know everyone in the NFL, every single coach has forgotten more than we will ever know regarding the game of football. But man, this idea that we're going to run what we run, you know, good luck stopping or good luck scoring on us, whatever. I hate it. I hate it with the power of a thousand sons and not doing exactly what you're suggesting here. Like at least week to week, trying to make sure that you allocate resources to stop uh, 
their greatest weapon. Kind of blows my mind. All of that said, I will say, outside of the Wildcat run, which is you know something Matt pointed out, they did a pretty good job of against Saquon Barkley. Like he's going to get his. He's a really talented player. There was zero doubt. You're not. You're never going to limit him, right? You're never going to like shut him down. But I thought against most of the traditional sets, they did a pretty good job. So I mean, step in the right direction at least. They didn't account for superstar Daniel Jones apparently. Albert, thank you for the super super chat. Trade Dylan and Jones if you're not going to use them. If you want to pass all game, get top-tier wide receivers with trade. Just kidding. I'm still pissed. Albert, see, you say you're kidding, but I'm, you know, right? I mean, kind of right? Like, look, you traded Devontae Adams. You need to change your approach. You're not that guy anymore. To quote the great TikTok from last year, I guess it was, uh, you're not that guy, bro. You're not that offense that can spread it around and get one-on-ones and just ask the wide receivers to win. You're not that guy, bro. And by you and that guy, I mean Matt and Aaron. You're not that guy, bro. You are not that offense anymore. And, you know, the sooner Matt and Aaron realize it, the better off they're going to be. Sean Perry, what's up, man? Thanks for Super Chat. I don't mind deep shots. Best offenses can get chunk plays and play ball control. Timing of when trying to get chunks in execution got to be better. Could not agree more. Absolutely, a thousand percent agreed. Luke, thanks for the Super Chat. Sorry, got here late. I might be the only one who thinks this loss might be good for the team. We're too talented for this. I agree they're too talented for it, but, man, been a rough kind of start to the season as far as consistency and playing up to expectation, and playing up to talent level. And that's got to go on the coaching staff, 100%. Now, as I mentioned before, there are several guys, especially on defense, who need to play better. There's no doubt about it. But ultimately, that is your coach's job. Get guys playing at least consistently, if not always up to their standard level, what have you. I don't know, man. I feel you. I feel you. But... It could get late real early if the Packers aren't careful. Joseph, thanks for the super chat. Do you like Barry's scheme more than Pettin's? No, not really. I know it's all the rage. I know it's all about like the Fangio style, etc. But I think you've got to have really talented players at all three levels, which the Packers do. But they've got to be consistent, and right now they're not. Um, I like Mike's system. You know, which obviously comes out of the Rex Ryan scheme, etc., because you're allowed to be multiple. Now, I didn't always love how Mike called it week to week, but at least it allowed for some flexibility. You know, whereas this, I mean, look, Justice Mosqueda has a great um, thread on Twitter right now, earlier this afternoon, showing like play after play after play where they're like, off coverage, not not always like ten yards off, even just like three, uh, three or four yards off, but. You know, at some point, can you challenge guys on the perimeter? Can you challenge guys coming off the line of scrimmage? Got to do it, man. Got to do it. Accidental Hero, thanks for the super chat. Oh, sorry for your loss. Your mom raised a great son. Thank you, man. Really appreciate that, dude. Hopefully, I'll see you again at the Patreon meetup this year. It was great seeing you last season. Carl, thank you for the super chat. Hey, Nags, is there a coaching assistance keeping stats in the game? Like, could he, she tell Steno, 
were averaging 4.5 yards per carry. Thanks. I asked Matt something akin to that during camp, but I want to follow up because I think that's a very good, very good question. Um, I can't say for certain. I know Matt has that stuff at his disposal as far as if he asks for that information, you know, he can get it. But whether someone's in his ear saying it proactively, I tend to doubt it. I don't think that's exactly what's going on. Brad, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Condolences, Nags. Everyone here for you. I went 3-0 watching on Honeymoon in Europe. Come back, we lose. Coincidence? I take the blame. Sorry, y'all. Well, Brad, it's clear. You just need to go back to Europe. I mean, I don't think there's any question here. Come on, man. I think that's very obvious. Hendrick, thank you for the super chat. Jenkins still not looking good in pass pro. Do we miss Steno as O-line coach? Did Jenkins come back too early, or is he better off playing a guard? I'm going to disagree with your police work there. I thought he looked okay. I thought he looked better than he did last week against a premier talent. I mean, it's funny. You you watch uh, the Patriots against uh, the Dolphins. What was it, the Dolphins? Or this past weekend. I mean, the guy who gave Jenkins all the trouble in Lambeau absolutely wrecked the game for the Patriots last week. So, this week. Yeah, I thought he held up fine this week. And... Look, are there going to be moments where he gets beat, etc.? Sure. But, yeah, I'm not – I'm fine with him at tackle. I mean, the Packers got many, 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 many bigger fish to fry. Dylan, thanks for the super chat. Praying for you and yours. Any chance of forthcoming change of scenery trade with Amari? Also, will you guys be getting Tyler on cam again soon? We might. We'll see about Tyler. Yeah, at some point, I'm sure it'll happen. Uh, as far as Amari, really comes down to Brian. Really does. And I've had a couple of people reach out both on Twitter and on the inbox regarding my interview with Gutekunst and not asking about Amari, which is fair. I totally understand that. My only point to them and now to you guys, I asked about Amari early in camp regarding like, is it disappointing to move up for a guy in the third round and see him not really get an opportunity, not be able to get on the field, etc. And I just think, you know, Brian's answer from that question, which you can find on YouTube, you know, that's going to stand for the year, like, you know, next year, next off season, or maybe possibly in season, if they do end up trading him, et cetera, that will tell us what we need to know. But in the limited, very limited amount of time I had with him, I just do want to burn another question about something I already asked about. So I get it. And look, could that happen? Like a trade of scenery type trade? A hundred percent. No doubt about it. And I'm telling you, that drop, that fumble on the punt, that probably hastened that process more than anything else. You know, Matt mentioned it today. You got to hold on to the football, man. You got to do it because people have seen you do it in the past. They're going to be raking. They're going to be physical. They're going to be going after you each and every time. So, yeah, I don't, I, I think it's getting late. It's getting late for Amari. No question. All right, folks. Oh, Braden, what's up, man? Thanks for Super Chat. This team needs to show up for four quarters, not two. Hopefully the boys got off the plane fast to get to work. Need a spark. Spark. Yeah, they do. It'll be interesting to see how things evolve against the Jets regarding, like, the fact that it's a noon kickoff. Get back at it as soon as possible, etc. I am very curious to see how this team looks coming out the gate, so to speak, at the start of this game. Because God knows they're probably going to want to get the bad taste out of their mouth. Jeff, thanks for the super chat. Think they loaded the box against the power sweep? I think it still worked. Just saying. 
Uh, yeah, Jeff, I actually, I mentioned that a little while ago. Soder, what's up? Thanks for the super chat. Just a reminder that Jones only got 13 rushes and Packers lost. 14 is the magic number for the win. Two passes out of third and fucking two. Man, I don't want to talk about that last sequence. Uh, it's it's too distressing, but I hear you. Hendrick, thanks again, buddy. Bill Belichick does adjust from week to week. He does, exactly. And he is Bill Belichick, and no one else is. Zane, thanks for the super chat. This loss feels like we just lost another playoff game. We are only in October. Why can't we play more man? Why are we playing zone a lot of the game? Also, can we get out of the too high safety look all the damn time? To be fair, they were out of too high quite a bit uh, throughout this game. But uh, they just need to play better in that regard. Now, you know, why can't we play more man? Man, That's not the, uh, the defense. That's not the foundation of this scheme. They're going to play some man, some man match. That's one of the things they do a lot of or have done in the past. They're never going to be a strict man team. I mean, do I think they should be? Yeah, 100%. But that's why I think they should have hired someone else's defensive coordinator. Um, it's not – it's just tough coming out of that that system. Hendrick, thanks again. Appreciate the coverage. Carry the G. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it, man. Thank you. Albert, thanks for the super chat. The stat continues. Timeout equals sack. You're the best. <laughs> hey, shout out to Wendy on transplants for pointing that out. It's hilarious. I I got to admit, I laughed. I literally laughed yesterday when they took the timeout, came back, got the sack. I laughed out loud because it's so like kind of prevalent. Ian, thanks for the super chat. See my comments above. Ian from Maryland. Ian from Maryland? What's going on? Uh, 12 and Matt LaFleur had a convo during the timeout and Matt LaFleur wasn't certain when he, when, who knows, 33 just picked up eight yards and would have kept the clock running with two attempts for two yards. Who made that call? Ian from Maryland. What's up, Ian? I know I saw that. Um, I think Dave Schroeder put it in my timeline, you know, trying to read lips, etc. Look, they're always going to acquiesce to 12. It's always going to be his game. It's always going to be about him. That's why they paid him 50 million dollars. Yeah. They're going to ask him, what do you want to do here? And more often than not, Aaron's going to want to throw it. It's pretty simple. And, hey, to Matt's credit, he gave him an RPO. <laughs> so at least there was an option to hand it off. But we all know how that's going to end. All right, everybody, I got to get going. I cannot thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day. Look, I cannot thank you guys enough for hanging out. Um, this is a bit of a therapy session for me in regards to the Packers. We have 36 minutes. We're only really kind of scratching the surface of everything that happened yesterday. But I really appreciate each and every one of you, you know, hanging out, being part of the routine that is Cheesehead TV. Really, really appreciate it. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video. Subscribe to the channel. And then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go. 